This is Brian Finale, and you're listening to the My Lead System Pro Podcast. The podcast for entrepreneurs who want to grow, get better, and rewire your mind for success so you can build the business of your dreams. And now, it's time to dig deep with an MLSP industry top earner. Let's rock. Hello, everyone. This is Stacey Hall, the Go For Yes gal here at My Lead System Pro. And today's wake-up call might be a wake-up call, as they say, for some of you. And I want you all to keep this in mind. In the famous words of the Imagine Dragons, I do whatever it takes because I love the adrenaline in my veins. I do whatever it takes because I know how it feels when I break the chain. I do whatever it takes. Yeah, take me to the top. I'm ready. I'm ready for it, because whatever it takes, I love the adrenaline in my veins. I do what it takes. And our subject today is, do you have a hobby, or do you have a business? And I had to face that question a few years ago when my husband asked me that. Because he said, Stace, we're doing the taxes, and I don't think you're going to be able to claim the expenses uh, that you had last year for your business because you didn't earn enough income. And the whole year I had been going on with, oh, I can just spend this because we can write it off the taxes. Except I didn't bother to look into when you can write things off. When does the IRS, here in the States at least, decide you have a business versus a hobby? So here's nine things a taxpayer must consider when determining if an activity is a hobby or a business. First, whether the activity is carried out in a business-like manner and the taxpayer maintains complete and accurate books and records. So let's stop and think about it. At the time, I was maintaining accurate books and records, it was pretty easy. There wasn't much money coming in. It wasn't hard to do. So are you keeping records of what's going out and what's coming in? The second thing the taxpayer must consider is whether the time and effort the taxpayer puts into the activity shows they intend to make it profitable. Ding, ding, ding. Can you show on your schedule, on your calendar, your income-producing activities, whether or not they're producing income? That's what the IRS is going to ask you for. Well, show me your books. How much time did you spend really working your business, and what were you doing during those hours? Would your phone records prove that you were making outgoing calls? Would your social media memories and history show that you were posting and sending friend requests and engaging with people for your business? If if you've got big, wide open spaces on your calendar right now since the start of the year, you might want to go back in to that calendar and that activity schedule and start filling in when you actually did income-producing activities. 
to make your business profitable. The third thing a taxpayer must consider is whether they depend on income from the activity for their livelihood. I didn't at the time. At the time, my husband was one of the top, is still, but was back then at the time when I was really just kind of playing at my business. He was a top realtor. And he was making a six-figure income. And we were doing pretty good for the two of us. I didn't feel any urgency to have to really work my business. So that was really a strike against me when we went in because we were audited, as it turned out. And that's exactly what I was asked is, do I depend on my husband's income rather than working my business like a business? Yeah, that was a boom for me to take a look at. And another thing that the taxpayer must consider is whether any losses are due to circumstances beyond the taxpayer's control or are normal for the startup phase of their type of business. Well, I had been in network marketing quite a number of years at that point. I had made some money. But, you know, you compare what I was spending versus what was coming in. Yeah, those losses, based upon the amount of activity I was putting in, weren't normal because I wasn't in the startup phase anymore. So something to consider are the expenses you're spending on your business and you're not making enough to even cover those or just barely enough or just a little bit more? Are you still in the startup phase? Or will the IRS look at that and go, no, you've been at this for a while. I think you're treating it like a hobby and trying to pretend. It's a business. Something else the taxpayer should be thinking about is whether they change methods of operation to improve profitability. Can you show your training activities? So, for example, tomorrow, as always on a Wednesday, we have the Wednesday webinar. And the topic is how to transition from messaging to a close to a sale. Are you keeping track of the Wednesday webinars, the topics, and can you prove that you registered and attended those Wednesday webinars to prove that you're constantly looking at better ways to do your business? Maybe for some of you that was a boom, that attending the Wednesday webinar is proof to the IRS that you don't have a hobby, you have a business. Another factor to take into consideration is whether the taxpayer and their advisors, so there's one, do you have advisors to your business? Are you operating like a lone ranger? Okay, do they have the knowledge needed to carry out the activity as a successful business? So those of you who have invested in mentors here at MLFP, getting mentorship and coaching, attending the workshops. We have another One Level One workshop coming up in June. The people who are teaching those, your coaches, would be your advisors. And we all have proven knowledge to carry out activities as a successful business. So again, you could be writing off 
well, you have to check with your accountant. I'm not an accountant, but based upon these factors from the IRS, I'm looking at the IRS's actual website. So you could be proving that with your coaching and attending workshops, you are getting the knowledge needed to carry out your activities as a successful business. Going to your conventions if you're in an MLM, the expenses you spend on going to the conventions or other training or your calls with your upline sponsors who clearly have a proven track record of making money, those calls need to be on your schedule that you turn into the IRS to prove you actually have a business and you deserve to write off the expenses for it. Another one, whether the taxpayer was successful in making a profit in similar activities in the past. So if you went immediately from being an employee to being an entrepreneur, that is going to be a concern except for the fact that you could say you're in the startup mode. But if you've been doing this for a while and you haven't never made a profit in any similar type of business, that will count against you. Whether the activity makes a profit in some years and how much profit it makes. So it's kind of those two are separate, but they go together. And whether the taxpayers can expect to make a future profit from the appreciation of the assets used in the activity. So if you're buying your product, will those products appreciate in value, increase in value, or not? So trading increases in value the more we use it, right? But the use of products is usually not an appreciation. It's not something that increases in value by sitting on the shelf. It only increases in value if you can resell it. So these were the things I actually had to learn. And it lit a fire under my butt for that year that I learned it. And it's been my guiding direction for all years. These nine elements are what I look at as I go through my year, day by day, week by week, month by month, to be able to prove I have a business and not a hobby. And the minute I started to do this, my income increased. So the first thing I did is I got myself, well, first thing I did is I was going to the Wednesday webinars every week. Every week. Those were on my schedule. As soon as I found MLSP and decided, you know what, I really do want to have a successful business, not just kind of dabbling in network marketing. I had been a successful author. I had had a successful speaking career. I didn't want to be on the road anymore. I wanted to do something from home have a home-based business, and I had just been dabbling in it. And that was when the literally the tax man said, 
we're going to have to see some changes next year. You're not going to be able to write off your expenses. So that's when I started out, carrying out my business in a business-like manner. So Wednesday webinar inside of MLSP, and I signed up for MLSP as proof that I was getting training from experts. And then I got myself to the level one workshop. Wrote that off, proved, put it on my calendar, the three days of the workshop. Now at that time, this was before the you know what, I traveled to Austin. So I wrote off my airfare, my hotel, and my meals in addition to the much more expensive cost of the level one workshop that we now get online without having to incur all those expenses. And then I got to level two workshop, and then I got invested in mentorship here at MLSP. And there are other things I do, of course, with my MLM as well. But there is no question now that I carry out my business in a business-like manner, and my appointment book is filled with appointments. So when I write somebody's name on my appointment book, I put next to it exactly why I'm talking to them, exactly why they're on my book. I do. So do you do that? If not, you might want to start doing that. Okay. The second thing is, I look at whether the time and effort I'm putting into any activity will show I intend to make my business profitable. So if I get tempted to look at shiny stuff on Facebook, Pinterest, Pinterest Instagram, LinkedIn, I stop myself and I go, huh, if I spend time doing that, and somebody saw me, would they say that I was doing things to make my business profitable? Probably not. Okay? If I'm having a conversation with somebody during my business hours, which I block out on my calendar in advance, if I'm doing business hours like I went into the office, is everything I'm doing during those business hours if somebody was looking over my shoulder, would they say what I was doing, I was doing to make my business profitable? How about you? If somebody was looking over your shoulder today, did you block out business hours that they could see you're actually planning to doing business during that period of time? And do you have activities planned out already? Again, the Wednesday webinar tomorrow, do you have that blocked out on your calendar to learn how it's going to be Norbert and Brian and Kim and Aaron? I mean, my goodness, four amazing experts who close sales every single day, just like I do, because we operate our businesses like a business and not as a hobby. We have our business hours. Okay? And... My activities I do, when I first started looking at the IRS's details, I decided to treat my business like a startup right then, even though it hadn't been. So I did things a startup would do, which is I gave more time than I would 
to my business. And I sat down with my husband and I said, here's the deal. I want this to be a business. So this is when I'm going to do business. This is when I'm going to be in my quote-unquote office. And I created an office and we got me a desk that made me feel, I mean, it's a substantial desk, folks, that made me feel like when I was sitting at it, I was CEO of my company. We got found it, I think, in a garage sale, to be perfectly honest. And it was just like, cool. So I sit at it. I got a big chair, which when you'll see when uh, you won't be able to see my desk because my laptop is sitting on it. But you'll be able to see the chair I sit in. It's got armrests and all of that. I said to him, I'm not going to be making dinner as much. Not going to be cleaning the house as much. Okay, we're going to make some adjustments because I'm going to work. Okay, how about the people around you? Do they know when you're going to work? Or are you working in and around everything else? Now, some of you, listen, I my grown kids are in Australia. They're not here in the house. I don't have to take care of them. Our pups are older. They're not little puppies. So we walk them in the morning and we make sure they get fed and they hang out with us and all good. And then we cuddle with them at night. I don't have a lot of extra distractions in my life right now that take me away from business. You may not be in that situation. So make a decision. If you're only going to work your business 15 minutes a day like Bob Clark did for many years, then make that decision and say to the IRS, this is when I block out for business in and amongst everything else I do. And do it consistently. Okay? The losses you're experiencing, losses being, you know, when your expenses are higher than your income. Are you spending more than your business can really support? Like, you probably have minimums if you're in an MLM. You have minimums that you have to order every month. Got that? So do I. If you're running your own business, you might have to order stock to have it. But are you ordering more than you really need? Are you ordering a lot of stuff because it looks good and feels good and you love it for your personal use, but you have no intention of trying to sell it? Or you can't prove you have an intention to sell it? Okay, you can't just go around, I learned the hard way, saying, oh, it's for my business, it's a write-off. No, there will only be a certain amount you can write off. So make sure that whatever expenses you have, you can prove you're incurring them because you really intend to either increase your level of expertise or you truly intend to sell all but the minimum you're keeping for yourself. And if you watch Shark Tank, which I tend to do with my husband, you know, they'll they're really interested when people say that they are putting all their profits back into the business. 
that's really impressive to the sharks because it proves that they're realizing that at the stage they're at, the business needs more support and and they're only taking the minimum that they require to be able to live and keep the business going. So you decide how much are you really going to purchase for yourself and how much are you going to have on hand to sell and are you really seeing people in person to be able to sell it? Or have you set up a way for people to order it direct from you and you send it out? These are all conversations to be asking yourself. Are you changing ways to improve profitability? Well, if you've heard my story at all, you know that when I found MLSP, when my friend Jackie referred me to it, I had been in Facebook jail six times in five months. That wasn't making me profitable. That was definitely cutting off my ability to do business. Okay, I couldn't have used that as an excuse to the IRS. Well, I was in Facebook jail six times in five months. They would have said, well, why didn't you do something about it? So I did do something about it. I listened to my friend and I got involved with MLSP to figure out what I was doing wrong and how to how to make the Facebook algorithm work for me. So I was able to show that, well, for a period of time one year, I was blocked out, but then I made a change. I got training. I made an expenditure, and it was to help me improve my profitability down the road. Okay? And being able to prove that I'm involved in an ongoing training program with experts, also was a plus in the right column for the IRS. Okay, so again, I learned that MLSP doesn't just teach me social media activities. It actually puts me in good with the IRS. Okay, so if you're not been making a real profit ongoingly, which I was not doing ongoingly in my home-based businesses, then you definitely want to start thinking about whether you do want to do this as a hobby because eventually the IRS will claim it that way and all the expenses that you think you can write off, you can't write off. They will make the determination at a certain point. Look it up. Here in the United States, whatever country you may be calling in from, you probably have different laws, but maybe similar. So look it up, because I'm not an accountant. But I do know this. There is a definite distinction between a business and a hobby. So according to the U.S. IRS, a business operates to make a profit. Whereas people engage in a hobby for sport or recreation and not to make a profit. Something to think about. People engage in a hobby for sport or recreation or social purposes, but not to make a profit. 
That's the one that hit me between the eyes. Because, yes, I was doing my business. What I thought was a business. Because it felt good. I have fun. I was going to classes. I was going to the conventions. I was gathering all the information. But I really wasn't putting my efforts into doing whatever it takes. Again, to quote the Imagine Dragons, let's think about this now. Are we doing whatever it takes in whatever time we have because we love the adrenaline in our veins to build that business? Do we love how it feels when we break the chains of not being able to know how to transition from a chit-chat to a close? Because I can tell you, Brian Norbert, Kim and Aaron are going to teach you how they broke the chains tomorrow night at the Wednesday webinar. You know, if you're a member, you know how to register. If you're not a member, get with the person who invited you here to listen to this podcast. Okay? Are you ready to go to the top? And are you going to use the adrenaline in your vein to start keeping accurate records of your time of where you are doing income-producing activities. And income-producing activities are actual conversations with people, actual training sessions, time with your coach, time spent on social media, interacting and engaging through posts in groups, all of that, put it on your books so you can prove to yourself and to others, and when it comes tax time, you can prove that you've been working your business. I'm Stacy Hall, better known as the Go For Yes Gal. I hope this was helpful. I'm going to be heading over to the My Lead System Pro business page now over on Facebook. And let's talk about these nine elements that here in the U.S. the IRS is going to look at. But I think everybody would agree no matter what country you're in. Aren't those wonderful questions to be using as a guide to ensure that you really are working your business as a business and not a hobby? All right. I am wishing you an abundance of sales satisfaction, and success. If you don't know why I'm called the Go For Yes Gal, it is because I created a five-video series uh, that's available to MLSP members with their membership called Go For Yes, which helps you identify and attract your ideal audience, be able to communicate with them in a way that makes them want to say yes to you so you can increase your income and leave a legacy that lives on long after you're gone. All right, let's go over to the My Lead System Pro Facebook business page and continue the conversation. I'd love to hear the questions you have for me, and I'd love to hear how you make sure you can prove you've got a business and not a hobby. Take care, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the My Lead System Pro podcast with Brian Finale and the MLSP Leaders. 
to learn how MLSP can help you get more leads and make more money in your business starting today, visit www.mlsp.com and take your risk-free test drive. MLSP.com. That's MLSP.com, creating tomorrow's leaders today.